Masturbation is something a lot of us struggle with if we can be sincere with ourselves. You've maybe read an article online or had people you admire and look up to say things like, masturbation is a form of self-love. As you masturbate, you explore and discover your body. But is it really true? Recently, I was scrolling through Twitter and someone tweeted this question. How can one stop masturbation? Guess what? 90% of replies to that tweet was, once you start masturbating, you can't stop. <laughs> wow, really? Now the questions remain. Once you start masturbating, can you really stop? Is masturbation wrong? And does masturbating when single and unmarried affect your sexual relationship with your spouse when you get married in the future? In the issue segment of this episode then, Joshua Kessena shares his journey on how he overcame masturbation and answers these pressing questions in our minds. What a coincidence that for the reality check segment where we all check up on each other, someone sent me a mail asking for help on how to stop masturbation has he or she feels guilty after every single act. For the common sense rule segments, we'll be slapping sense into people that do not just know how to maintain boundaries on some awkward questions you should never ask people. Why? Because it's none of your business. Why would you be asking a newly married couple when they're getting pregnant or a single guy or lady when they're getting married or pop up the question in my face, why are you single? Is it your business? Now, I need you to do me a favor. Shut all distractions and listen because your heart is about to be blessed. This is the Calm Down Podcast, a reminder that we all have to take it one day at a time in our journeys, check up on our friends, and observe simple cuts. There are three segments to this podcast, which are the issues segment, where a topic is brought to the table and tackled, the reality check segment, where we check up on each other, and finally, the common sense rule segment, where we are reminded of simple cuts we might have forgotten or oblivious to. I am your host, Viola. I'm an on-air personality, content creator, podcast host, beauty and lifestyle blogger at www.hiswordmybeauty.com. Again, www.hiswordmybeauty.com. Welcome to episode 10 of the Calm Down Podcast. How are you doing? If this is your first time here, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, trust me, you are going to love it. You're going to learn a lot. Your heart is going to be blessed and you will also have a good laugh too. So um, over to the issue segment, which is the very first segment of the Calm Down Podcast. The topic we're going to be looking at is how to overcome masturbation. And I'm not going to be doing that alone today. I have a guest that is going to be giving us a deep insight into how to really, really overcome this masturbation thing. And this, our guest, is Joshua Kessena. Before I dive right into this conversation, I want you to just listen to a few things about Joshua Kessena. Joshua Kessena is a proud father and a husband. He was a drugs, sex, and masturbation addict who has been set free for the last three years and counting. This has empowered his passion to see other young people set free from any addiction. He speaks about this freedom on his podcast, The Free Indeed Podcast with Joshua. He's also an advocate for godly dating and relationships, which he shares on his YouTube channel, The Casenas. I am super stoked about this conversation. And without further ado, let's get right in to this conversation. How to overcome masturbation with Joshua Casena. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Yeah, I'm super excited for this because this is a very delicate topic and this is something that a lot of young people are actually struggling with today. And I know you're excited as well, right? Yeah, I'm super excited because it's a passion of mine to help young people like see that there's freedom in anything they're struggling with through Christ. So I was addicted to these things before, so I understand totally. And it's just, I'm just excited to share. <laughs> yeah. So I want to start by asking you, why do you think people masturbate what could be the reason or reasons um well we since we become uh knowledgeable we are bombarded by sexual um, innuendos throughout our lives chicken like um yeah. we see it in movies we see it in we hear it in songs we see it in online and stuff so there's this 
appetite that comes in us the the desire to have sex is not actually bad it's when you want to sexually gratify yourself now rather than wait till marriage because the desire to have sex is useful very useful in marriage because it marriage without sex is not going to work anyway it's the problem of trying to gratify yourself right now and the idea of sex that has been propagated out there is that sex is something you take right it's something you need to um fulfill for yourself like you feel like you need to have sex so you get somebody to have sex to satisfy yourself so there's this narcissistic idea of sex that's been pushed out which is totally wrong and the main idea of sex is to give is not to take because if we if you really go to the root of it god created sex and god is love and god did not create something that is selfish anything that is selfish is not of god so sex is something that you give not you take so now when you want to masturbate you're actually trying to take self-pleasure for yourself and that's where people the 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 idea of masturbation comes in when you want to please yourself by yourself and people tend to masturbate like that so that's that's basically it so from what you said now the, you're trying to say that the idea of sex that has been that it's like in the mainstream media is not what is healthy for young people in the actual sense right 100 that is not the idea of sex it's a, it's, a, it's a sham like i've been addicted to sex before i got saved i got saved i was celibate for two years then i got married and i'm having sex in marriage i'm like what this is this is not mm-hmm. what i thought it was what what was shown do you understand and mm-hmm. it's just so much better like the sex propagated by media it's mm-hmm. like how will i put this is the abba of the abba of the abba of the original <laughs> thing like what i'm telling you we're so thrown off from the original idea and plan of sex it's such a beautiful thing it's such a beautiful thing so we we think sex is something that we need to get to fulfill ourselves meanwhile it's something we give and when it's selflessly done in that manner in the safety of marriage it's a beautiful thing mm, very beautiful and from what you're trying to say now when people now get that wrong idea of sex right from the media in order to gratify yeah. how they feel they go ahead to masturbate which, which is actually very wrong yes yes which is, it's, it's very wrong there is no there is no way to to quantify how wrong masturbation is and funny enough the media especially on twitter that's where i've seen it most more times advocates for masturbation quote-unquote know your body as in get to know your body masturbate and all of that it's such rubbish because you're learning the wrong thing about what sex really is it's like if you something that says you can't teach an old dog new tricks Mm -hmm. if you've learned sex in a narcissistic selfish way when you get married that is how you want to have sex in narcissistic Mm -hmm. selfish way and you will never get satisfied because the idea of sex in porn in movies in songs is about me 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 and they portray this idea of sex that oh if you're if you're not reaching this standard then Mm. you're not having sex if you're not making the girl scream like this or if you're not if you're not feeling this way as a girl you're, you're 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 having sex wrong now when you get married that's what you expect. But you will never get it because you're chasing you're chasing a fantasy. It's not real. Point is not real, right? It's yeah. just acting. So mm-hmm. when you get married, you're chasing this fantasy and then you realize it's not, that is not, you're not going to get it. So first and foremost, you regress back to masturbation if you're addicted to masturbation. Then the devil might say, oh, okay, it's because of the person you get married to. If you have sex with this other person, man, you enjoy it. This is what it will be. And then that's where cheating comes in. That's where the whole breakdown of the family comes in and that is the end game of what the devil is trying to do break down families because yeah. um there's a time i give it i give a statistic about how most of the world's worst feelings came from broken home came from mm-hmm. from toxic masculinity homes and stuff like that so that's the end game of the devil and it's such a long game that he's playing he's, he's pretty smart for the devil anyway you can't be as smart if you decide to go against god but in the world's way he's pretty smart and that is a long game that he's playing and our generation is in trouble if something isn't done and what we're doing right now is one of the best things we could do yeah um you mentioned something and i i I felt like i spotted that as one effect of masturbation in marriage in the long run right for a young person that you at the time that he or she was single he or she was masturbating and then that person goes into marriage apart from what you said earlier that there is this selfish expectation of what sex should be in marriage what other effects would you say masturbation has in marriage 
marriage for couples or people actually masturbating before they got married? What effects does it have on their sex um, relationship? No, it's, man, I can't explain to you how detrimental it is because now when you're single, when you're single, when you're dating and all of that, you're meant to be celibate and people feel they can be celibate and masturbate. I don't see how that's possible. Anyway, mm. you're meant to be celibate to unlearn a lot of the rubbish about what sex isn't. Do you understand? So that mm-hmm. when you get married, your idea of sex, you're coming in the blank state because there's this false idea that for you to be a pro at sex, you need to uh, have sex with a lot of people, explore your body. Then when you get into marriage, you can be a pro. It's not right because everybody's different, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. body is different. So if when you get married, you're meant to understand sex by the perspective of, the, of your partner, not from the perspective of anybody else. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. And I've seen that we were not made to see anybody's nakedness or anybody's uh, body parts and be okay, like be normal. God made us to see only one person's nakedness now, and that's our wife or our husbands, right? And yeah. from there, we'll build what sex is for us. For Like for me and my wife now, we've built what sex means for us based on our preferences, based on what we like, based on what we don't like, based on how we feel, how we shouldn't, how we don't want to feel. So it's just something that both of us have built and have understood for ourselves. No outside influence has come in because for those two years that I was celibate, I basically unlearned a lot of rubbish. So mm-hmm. once you allow masturbation and porn and all of that to come in, you're actually feeding yourself and it's going to spoil you trying to come together to be one with somebody when, you, when you're married. Like it's, it's just going to ruin it. Okay, so there is this, you know, pressure. It mounts on your other partner to be the way you want sex to be, irrespective of how they yes. feel or how, you know, they want their own yes. as well. Yeah, yes, yes. So it's, it's, it's just unnecessary pressure, undue pressure that mm-hmm. nobody needs and nobody should be under because you you express yourself more when you're in a safe space. Do you understand? When you're in a safe space that takes you for who you are and gives you enough room to be to be yourself. And that's when you can express yourself more. That's when you can be all that you 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 want to be. And it's so interesting when you create that kind of safe space for mistakes, for learning, for learning each other's bodies, for taking it like a journey. Do you understand? Like there is nobody that has sex once and is great because there are two different people that want different things. And communication, open communication helps foster better um, sexual experiences. And that can only come when you're not selfish. Okay. So there is this popular saying, right? That once you stop masturbating, you can't stop. Because why I'm asking this is, I was on Twitter one day and um, someone tweeted yeah. and asked, how can you stop masturbation? And a lot of people that dropped comments under that tweet, we are saying things like, um, once you start, that's it. You can't stop it. How true is that? What's your take on, on that particular um, assumption? Well, that's a lie because um, I was addicted to it for a large part of my adult life uh, and then I got um, saved and I immediately I, it stopped like so there is no like you can't say you can't stop when you once you start that's that's a huge lie because you did not you were not born with it so you actually started it at some point in your life meaning you can really you can actually stop it it's like any other addiction if you want to stop it you will if you yeah. desire to stop it you actually will so it's that's that's, that's cool. it's like a huge lie again on social media you know i pity a lot yeah. of young people that because especially the, the age bracket of people that use social media a lot are you know from ages of even 15 14 years old and then they see these things and then they swallow it hook line and sinker but i'm happy we're having this yeah. conversation because i believe that whoever that is listening right now will and get you know rightly impacted in one way or the other because people need to know the truth yeah. and the truth is yeah. that it's wrong no matter how you yeah. try to paint it right okay so there is also this saying again I was also because I I try to people have actually reached out to me concerning this masturbation thing and this is one question that I get asked often a lot so people in long distance relationships they believe that masturbation will actually help you both be faithful in the different places you are you get because most of them are already having sex right they're already fornicating in the relationship so um, um, they feel that for you guys to stay faithful to one another you must masturbate what what do you have to say on Mm -hmm. that because I really don't know honestly <laughs> like you know it's it, i'm laughing but it's not it's not actually funny because mm-hmm. i've heard people say these things i've heard people say these things how okay if you're in a long distance relationship 
you you, you can stay faithful by masturbating. You don't understand what you're doing to your relationship, first and foremost. And this is for people who are actually sexually active in their relationship. And also, you don't know what you're doing to your future. You don't know what you're doing to the compatibility be- between both of you in marriage. See, I've had sex out of marriage, right? I've had sex when I wasn't saved and I was just addicted to the thing. And it's 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 such a it's such a burden because when you're done, you feel so much guilt, you feel so much so much sadness, and also you're so scared you have okay i hope she doesn't get pregnant one while you're having sex you're thinking about these things i hope she doesn't get pregnant oh i hope i'm the best she's ever had oh i hope she's not having with somebody else oh i want to be the best she's ever had oh all these things are fears that are that come with sex right and you might enjoy it but all these things just choke out the enjoyment of it now mm-hmm. if you keep on doing this when you get married it's the same things that will be in your head because first and foremost you can't be sure that your partner is going to be faithful to you if both of you did not exercise that faithfulness to each other when you were dating by not having sex do you understand what i'm trying to say yes you can't be sure that if if maybe your partner travels when you're married you can't be sure that he'll be faithful to you because ah, when you guys were together he could not keep his hands off when you guys were dating and you were having sex so it's it's just like a an eat you have to scratch like when you get hungry you have to eat so they feel like when you when you when you get honey, you have to satisfy it. And then the idea comes that okay, we need to masturbate to stay faithful. Mm. And that's so wrong because you are you are you are you are going contrary to the real idea of what sex is, which is not selfish. Masturbation mm. is a very selfish thing to do, and that's not what sex is. So you're killing your sexual life, and honestly, you're just being a detriment to your relationship. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's really deep and the honest truth, sincerely. Because I also yeah. believe that when you masturbate, right? in a bead you tell yourself that masturbating because I don't want to cheat that means that if Mm -hmm. there was nothing like masturbation for instance that means you actually go outside and sleep you understand exactly people feel like oh masturbation is the better choice than cheating if you keep when you keep masturbating right Mm -hmm. when the opportunity comes to cheat you take it Mm -hmm. you will take it 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 won't stop you masturbation will stop you from cheating it will just be like oh it's like a substandard to them it will be like a substandard form of having sex so when a real opportunity comes to have sex you will take it you won't blink twice you'll be like oh no i won't have sex i will go and masturbate say lie it's a huge lie it's mm-hmm. a very huge lie so it's, it's just it makes it has no headway it's just a myth and it never works out, works out that way okay so um there is also this um i've also had some married you know some couples say this that sometimes they masturbate you know in their marriage and most times if you go through if, if you yeah. follow some relationship blogs online on on instagram especially yeah. you would see where someone yeah. is like my I, I masturbate my husband and I don't have a problem with that or the woman the man would be like my wife masturbates and they would actually be watching pornography like you you, you would be sitting close to your wife and probably you guys want mm. to get intimate and one of you is not in the mood for it and then the other person is like um takes out pornography yeah. to watch and then starts masturbating right there and you know these things are propagated a lot online and a lot of young people read this because mm. because young people are the ones that mostly that mostly take these things in what do you have to say about that this issue of people saying that there is nothing wrong with masturbating in marriage after all i'm married what's what what do you think about that it's like what like what i said before it's it's a thing of understanding what marriage what sex in marriage really is it's Mm. the act of giving it's the act of giving it's the act of it's 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 sex was created for two people not for one person right the the expression of sex was created for two people not for one person so when one person is trying to please themselves themselves it's 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 selfish in in its nature so selfishness has not been killed in that marriage and you're going to want to now okay if you're masturbating and trying to please yourself when you're married the opportunity will come like i said before for Mm -hmm. you to maybe have sex with somebody and to still be you trying to please yourself at the expense of somebody else and you will take it right Mm -hmm. it's not you don't you don't you don't learn how to be faithful by indulging yourself do you like you don't learn how to lose weight by indulging yourself continually you 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 don't indulge yourself if you want to lose weight. You put a strict law on yourself and say, okay, mm-hmm. I know I want this thing, but for a greater cause, which is I want to lose weight, I will not do this thing. So indulging your sexual appetite in any way will not make you build you to be stronger to, to advert the temptation that comes, okay, have sex with this person, commit adultery. It will not happen that way. It's mm-hmm. just like these things are things that, okay, like funny enough, I used to subscribe to these thought processes before I got saved, right? Because mm-hmm. this was what I knew. This is what I heard. This is what I had seen on movies, I had seen on blogs, I had seen online, I had seen in books, I had heard in music. So I felt this is the right thing. 
Do you understand? But then what we're doing now is going to put out the idea that this is not the right thing, this is wrong, and it's going to help a lot of people see another option. Because I never saw this option before until I got saved and I realized what the core of God is, which is love. And mm-hmm. if you say you love somebody else, there are so many things that you have to die to, and the first thing you have to die to is yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So dying to your own selfish desires is very important and you cannot die to your own selfish desires if you keep indulging in what yourself wants it mm. makes no sense yeah mm. that's that's really really true um there's this thing online now um because i'm always yeah. referring to online because <laughs> most part of our yeah, life that's where we get that's is, yeah. is, is major part of our lives the major part of our lives in this generation so yeah so i i did a little bit of research right i went to google and yeah. you know i was like i just wanted to know ask i was like is masturbation bad because one thing about the human nature is when we we're doing something and it's wrong our conscience yeah. is actually telling us it's wrong we find yeah. ways to justify that thing we are doing just so we will feel, feel good about ourselves so for yeah. people yeah. that yeah. masturbate after that masturbation acts there is act they, they feel and they know within themselves but that this is wrong so in most cases what they yeah. do is they resort online to know is, is this thing really right so on googling is masturbation bad because someone was like why don't yeah. you google it i was discussing with this, this with a friend and what i saw on google was actually really surprising you know uh, i mm-hmm. went to the first site that popped up is a very popular medical site in the u.s and mm-hmm. the thing um in that site is that most for for women especially that in marriages complain that they do not attain orgasms through penetration mm-hmm. like penetration doctors mm-hmm. recommend they masturbate so that they can achieve mm-hmm. orgasm and feel good about themselves what, what mm-hmm. I don't even know what to ask you honestly because I'm, I'm, I'm dumbfounded but what do you have to say on that because a lot of people are reading if you hear just if you hear what what you read from that blog it's talking about self okay I can't yeah. reach masturbation I can't reach orgasm so mm-hmm. I I need to do this to reach orgasm for myself and be satisfied for myself. It's just a selfish thing. First and foremost, the solution to reaching orgasm is communication. If you communicate, oh, okay, I don't want you to do this. Do this to me. Okay, do this, do this, do it this way. Okay, do it that way. When you communicate about how you want it to be done to your partner, you will reach orgasm. Like, I'm not surprised that you got this from, got this online because this is what has been propagated by by popular media, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. a narcissistic culture we live in like just look at the, the billboards be a better you oh yeah. for to satisfy your your to satisfy your craving oh mm-hmm. for your luxury oh mm-hmm. you can do better this will make you do it's all about us do you understand it's all about satisfying who uh-huh. we are what we want mm-hmm. when we want it and anytime we want it do you understand the other day i was listening to to this song um by pharrell williams happy and he says clap along if you know that if you know happiness is the truth and what happiness is to you like that and mm-hmm. it's something it's just going to tank if mm-hmm. you continue living in that in that situation so now definitely what they will say is you need to have sex you need to do this for yourself you need to do this by yourself if not mm-hmm. it will not work and that's just mm-hmm. wrong that's mm-hmm. just and it just boils down it's all this boils down to being equally your with a believer as a Christian because when you're equally yoked with a believer that person has the spirit of God so that person should be understanding that person should be someone that if you feel that he or she is not doing right and you're not getting sexually satisfied and when you communicate that person won't be selfish to know that okay I understand you and I'm going to try as much as possible to make sure that you are also enjoying this do you get my point? yeah 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 that's that's just basically that's that's basically like it's, it's such it's so true. Now we've debunked all the jargons in public, like yeah. in popular media rather, on masturbation and why most people justify their acts of masturbation. Now we've debunked that and we've identified yeah. all its problems. What ways, what would you say to someone that is listening right now and wants to stop masturbation but doesn't know how to do it has maybe you know tried and said in his heart he wants to stop masturbation but then he keeps finding himself falling back into it over and over again what's what what how will you advise that person what will you tell that person in order to just end the whole masturbation stuff all right so first and foremost when i wasn't saved i had tried so many 
things to stop masturbation. Like I tried steps, I tried therapy, I tried one, I tried, I tried rewarding myself for staying for a long time. All those things, they did not work for me because I always fell back into it. I think the longest time I stayed without doing it was probably, let's say, three weeks. And during that time, I was going through a lot of depression. So that's the only time I, I even stayed off doing it. But then I still found myself going back to it. So I do not have solutions for people who are not Christians because the only time I could overcome this was when I gave my life to Christ. And what I realized was that I just had to have a look at what my heart was because it's it's crazy for me because I was I just got saved like three years ago so a large part of my adult life and now I'm 29 so a large part of my adult life was spent being addicted to masturbation being addicted to sex being addicted to drugs and all of that so like I knew I was delivered when I got saved because I did not want to do those things Mm. prior to me being saved these things were things that I looked forward to doing like I planned safe like I had a bucket list oh now I've had sex with two girls what's next oh I've masturbated to this porn what other porn do I want to masturbate to like I looked forward to doing these things but when i got saved i did not even have the desire to do these things at all so the first thing is so if 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 for the fact that when you do these things you don't want to do them like you feel so bad that you've done them that's a sign like and you do not want to do them that's a sign that you've been changed from the inside out so all you need to do is take a look at your heart open it up know what it means when the bible says you are dead to sin like what does it mean when the bible says you are dead to sin and alive to Christ. What, did, what does it mean when the Bible says you're a new creature? What does it mean when the Bible says I will take away the heart of stone and I'll put in the heart of flesh and I will cause you to do my laws? What does the Bible says when it says I'll write my laws on your heart? What does the Bible mean by that? So this is what we mean by taking a look at your new heart. Taking a look at who you are, who the Bible says you are, and then you can live as who the Bible says you are. Because I'll be honest with you, the only reason why I've been able to stay because I got saved like three years ago and I've been free from all this addiction, masturbation addiction, porn addiction, sex addiction. Masturbation was something I needed to do every day. Like sometimes I couldn't eat if I don't masturbate. I couldn't sleep if I don't masturbate. Porn was every day too. Sex was, I had to at least once a week. Drugs are on another level. So like immediately I got saved that very day. This was January 15th, 2017, mm-hmm. right? On a Monday. Yeah. All these things stopped from that day, like that very day. So it's not a, it's not a thing of trying to stop by yourselves mm-hmm. just focus on who you are in christ finish i'll give an i'll give an example um peter when he was in the boat and then he saw jesus christ walking like sometimes when we hear that story we think about oh just a little boat and it was maybe in a stream and maybe wind was blowing and then they were in a stream no they were on the sea and mm-hmm. it was a sheep and they were going to drown like it was a real storm and then jesus was casually strolling on water right and then peter said if it's you call me out and he calls him out and as long as peter was focused on christ he was walking on water right the <laughs> moment he took his focus off christ onto the wave he was sinking he was sinking sorry started sinking and i think that's what a lot of christians do they try to look at the ways they try to look at the problem try to figure it out by themselves you can't you will sink i'm sure peter was trying to not sink but he kept on sinking but as long as his focus was on christ he did not sink and that's basically how i've been through this all these years i have arranged my bible study structure my devotional life in such a way that it reveals who i am in christ it reveals what christ has done for me it reveals who christ is he he reveals who i am because of what christ has done it reveals who i am what my heart is who i've been made to become the bible says we are the workmanship of god created unto good works in christ jesus that is god has masterfully created us that's what the greek means like it's like a sculptor how he takes his time and masterfully creates a sculpture do you understand that's who god has made us into be he said and now we've created unto good works so like we have been created to be righteous we have been created to overcome these things we have been created to live above these things in christ the same way a fish has been created to survive in water it's the same way we have been created to survive in christ and live above these things the moment you can know who you are in christ you overcome these things and to be like a walk in the park honestly like that's the only it's i it's 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 like okay displacing everything else by filling your heart with the love of christ everything else will go that's what happened to me when i got saved like christ's love entered into my heart and there was no space for anything else simple and short the more i focused on him the more i overcame these things and i'll be straight honest with you he's in no hurry to rush you to overcome these things because he has dealt with the sin over two thousand years ago he just wants to take he just wants you to be with him and take you moment by moment for some people it might not be as fast as it happened to me Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean 
he hasn't delivered you from it already. Mm. Do you understand? It's a mm. thing of understanding what has happened when you got saved. That's that's basically it. Like you cannot be delivered from you cannot be saved and still have prob still think that you need to be delivered more from something else. Maybe you need has to be laid on you or you need no everything you need for life and godliness has been put in you already once you believe. And it's paramount to understand where Christ is. Christ is in you. So he's able to make you to and to to empower you to live above these things. Basically, mm. like that's the solution to all of this. The solution mm-hmm. to all of this is forget about it and focus on Christ. Like once you forget about like I had to for for I put out a tweet like um the anniversary, the third anniversary of how long I've been free from sexual morality issues like masturbation and porn mm. January 15th this year. So I had to actually calculate because I tweeted it about it when I was like one year free. So I had to calculate, okay, it's been three years because I had so much forgotten about it that it was not an issue. I'd forgotten that I actually had this problem and all I was doing was focusing on the love of my life, which is Christ. Mm-hmm. So I would I would advise anyone going through it and wanting to stop it. You have been made to live above these things. Just focus on Christ. Just focus on him. And then also there may be times where you might make a mistake and that mistake is not does not define who you are. There are two Two things that happen when we make a mistake. First and foremost, we feel like we, we feel like we feel guilt. There's guilt, there's shame, there's disgust in ourselves. That's a testament to show that you have actually been changed. You've actually been saved. You've actually been regenerated into a new being. You actually have a new heart in Christ. That's a testament to it. But then the kind of guilt God wants us to have, right? Is is not is is not is is one that does not lead us away from him. It leads us to him. For example, if you're sick, you don't go to the, you don't run away from the hospital. You go towards, no, you go to the hospital, you go to the doctor that mm-hmm. can help you get better. So if you fall, you don't run away from God because that's the first thing the devil wants you to do, run away from God. But then you go towards God and he helps you stay away. It leads you rather to repentance. You say, okay, I know I'm not meant to do this. I'm sorry, God, I did it. But this is who you say I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am workmanship created in Christ unto good works. You confess who you are in Christ. Forget the mistake. Christ has taken it as far as it is from the west from you. So the more you confess who you are in Christ, the more you live above these things. Like I'll give you an example of godly sorrow, which I just explained that God wants us to have and worldly sorrow that the devil wants us to have. Paul, mm-hmm. Paul and um, no, and Judas, right? Yeah. Judas denied Jesus Christ. Um, mm-hmm. Judas sold Jesus Christ for and betrayed him. Denied Jesus Christ. Of the two, I think Peter's sin was worse because it's by the confession of our mother we get saved. And he actually said, Anathema Maranatha, that's in the Greek. And it actually means, I swear to God, if I'm associated with this man, let's, let me be damned from God forever. It was such mm-hmm. a strong thing to say. Yeah. Judas, if you had just three days, if Judas had just waited three more days, just three more days, you would have seen that his mistake was covered. But between the two, one had godly sorrow and one had worldly sorrow. One felt so much shame, so much disgust at what he had done, that he tried to pay for his sin by himself, and it led him to death. The other, immediately he heard Christ was, was, had risen up. He ran to the tomb, ran towards God. When he saw Christ for the first time, when they were fishing, and then John says, oh, that's the Lord, he jumped inside the water and swam towards Christ. So that's what God wants us to do, run towards Christ. Almost... Maybe two weeks later, or not too far off after he did denied Jesus Christ, he preached to 3,000 people. Mm. Do you understand? So that's how mm. God used him. Do you understand? Because he had the kind of sorrow that God wants us to have. So mm. that's that's just basically it, man. That's just basically it. Thank you so much. Um, One last question. Some people recommend, we both know right now, that the only way to overcome this masturbation is surrendering to Jesus Christ, just like you said, and just being yep. very sincere enough with him and with yourself that you want to overcome this. But some people also recommend stuff like masturbation therapy, right? And you mentioned while you were, when you were going through this, you went through therapy at a point. So on a scale of one to hundred, how effective is therapy for masturbation is? Does it really take away that guilt? Because someone listening now might want to debate the fact that there are therapies out there so you can actually go for therapy and that's the trending thing, which is not bad most times, but the issue is how effective is this therapy on a scale of one to hundred you know what therapy does it makes you it makes you with your own will and power try to overcome these things right and like mm-hmm. i said before i had tried therapy that's before i got saved and it did not work for me like it did not work so i don't know i don't have any other solution than christ but then therapy it <laughs> if on a scale of one to ten i for me it's like it was a zero because it did, did not do anything mm-hmm. like okay they say they say okay count each day 
and make it count that okay you've been free you have a badge that you've been free for so 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 amount and you reward yourself and stuff like that like it was just a a cycle for me to trip up and, and fall back into it because when i had been free for like probably one week and then i want to reward myself i reward myself by doing the very thing i'm trying to keep myself from so that was like the whole cycle back back to it do you understand like it's 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 i i don't know man i really do not know i really do not know like in christ like how how when you go to hospital they check your vital signs right the same yeah. thing in christ there are some vital signs that you need to check that will make sure you are walking in the spirit because the promise is in galatians 5 it says therefore this i say walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the loss of the flesh it's a promise you will not fulfill the loss of the flesh so there are things there are vital signs i need to take to make sure i am walking in the spirit so much so that if i walk in the flesh if i fall and masturbate i can trace it back to a moment when i was not walking in the spirit yeah Do you understand so mm-hmm. the vital signs are a very good devotional structure one other thing that i've noticed is being able to talk about the temptation talk to someone about the problem like it's already half overcome once you talk to someone about it because these things thrive in secrecy yeah. you get? and mm. they thrive in secrecy so much so but one thing that happened to me was when i got saved i realized that the lord was with me trying to get me when i wasn't saved now that i'm saved he actually lives in me there are times when i thought i was alone but in all those times, I saw that the Lord was with me, even when I was doing all the masturbation, all the porn, and all the, all of that. He was with me trying to get me to become his. Now that I'm his and he lives within me, that kills the thoughts that I'm I'm alone. I'm never alone. That secrecy thing is dead because yeah. I am never alone. Yeah. Do you understand? So yeah. it's, when once you feel like you want to do these things, you become so secretive. You go and find a, a corner or in your room, shut the blinds, lock the door, go under the blanket. So you feel like you're alone. But once you, you become a believer, that's why I said it's paramount to understand where Christ is. Christ is in us. That's the, that's the, that's the, the, the end game of the entire Bible, a journey of God into the heart of man. That's the entire mm-hmm. Bible. That's the yeah. entire gospel. God coming to reside in us. So now, that he's in us, you are never alone. So it's killed that secrecy thing for me. Like, there is no time that I can go and be by myself and do these things. And that helps also with other sin because now I will not say, I will not say that I am faithful to my wife. No, I am faithful to Christ and my wife benefits from my faithfulness to Christ because my wife will not always be with me. She will yeah. not, like I go on business trips. My, nature of my job makes me travel on business trips and stuff. But my wife will not always be with me in those business trips. Who will be with me all the time? Christ. If I'm faithful to him, automatically I'll be faithful to my wife because she will benefit from my faithfulness to Christ. Do mm-hmm. you understand? Mm-hmm. So that just helps me see that, okay, there is no time that I can be alone because people cheat because they feel like, oh, Maybe their wives won't find out. They can be secretive mm-hmm. about it. Nobody will know. Nah, God knows. God lives in me. He's with me all the time. So I cannot just go on and cheat because I will be doing the worst thing to the person I love the most, who is Christ. Secondly, when after after first, first Christ, then my wife, I'll be doing the worst thing to my wife. And it will even pass Christ to go to my wife. Do you understand? So I'm faithful to Christ. My wife will benefit from my faithfulness to Christ. So mm-hmm. it helps to understand where god is which is in us yeah so yeah wow joshua uh, this is so insightful and this is one of the most realistic interviews or you know conversations i've had and i'm really grateful we had this conversation yeah yeah i'm glad i've really enjoyed it thank you so much for having me you're welcome thank you so much joshua thank you so much of course this is going to help a lot of people and i'm really grateful we did this thank you so much i'm so happy we did this i'm i'm 100 sure that it's going to bless a lot of people i prayed about it yesterday and i mm. know for a fact a lot of people will get delivered from the things we shared yeah amen thank you i hope that conversation with joshua blessed your heart you know i've said this before but i'll say this again i am so happy i am extremely happy that we had this conversation because these are the issues these are things that people are going through in real life and i'm happy that we dealt with the effects of masturbation the psychological emotional sexual and other spheres of the 
effects of this masturbation. Thank you so much, Joshua, once again. If you want to connect with Joshua, you can follow him on Instagram at Joshua Kesena, on Twitter at Josh Defiend. I highly, highly recommend you also subscribe, you listen, review, rate if you love his podcast, Free Indeed Podcast with Josh, which is available on all podcast listening platforms. It's available on Apple, on Spotify, Teacher, Stitcher, rather, Pocket Cast, all other podcast listening apps or platforms. His podcast is available there. I'm going to have all his social media handles listed in the description box, okay, just rather than spelling them all out. I'm going to have them linked and listed in the description box just in case you want to connect with Joshua and I advise and recommend you connect with him. If you have any other personal question you would love to ask Joshua, it would be great that you find him on any of the social media platforms that will be listed and already listed in the description box and ask him those questions. That's all for the issues segment. To the second segment, which is the second to the last segment, anyways the reality check segment um if this is your first time here you might not really know what we do in the reality check segment but i'm gonna explain the reality check segment because this is not just a podcast it's not just something only where you just come and listen to me it's also where we check up on each other so if there is something you're going through you need advice on you're going through it alone and you you need advice and the opinion of others before you make a major decision or something you just need help and need someone to listen to you if you listen to other episodes you here in the reality check segment where I've read mails or direct messages people have sent to me on something that they need advice on. I read them in an episode of the podcast that is a subsequent the next episode of the podcast i read them i offer my own advice and then i urge other members of the this calm down podcast community to offer their own advice and i do that when i post the audiogram of each episode on the social media handles on instagram especially so for the reality check segment of this episode episode 10 i have a meal here and it's quite very coincidental a meal that this person sent is so much in tune with the topic we handled in issue segment so i'm going to read this person's mail out this person wants us to keep him or her anonymous so pardon me if i use any gender description whether he or she because we're trying to keep this person anonymous so the mail reads hi viola please keep me anonymous how do i quit masturbation i've tried but it is eating me up honestly there is this disgusting feeling that envelops me afterwards help I'm tired. All I can tell you is if you in fact if you listen to this point I know that some of the questions in your heart about masturbation has been answered because I made sure that I, I asked Joshua all the right questions, all the pressing questions, all the misconceptions about masturbation in the mainstream media, in the public media. I'm happy that Joshua and I, you know, discussed on a lot of this. But nevertheless, if you still have more questions, if you still have personal questions that you feel Joshua would be in a better position to answer, like I said earlier, the link, I have all his social media platforms linked in the description box so that you can always send him a direct message and i'm also going to share this on our instagram at the underscore calm underscore down underscore podcast so that other members of this podcast community can also proffer their own advice and their own solutions finally let's head over to the common sense rule segment the common sense rule segment <laughs> you see what we are going to be handling in this episode of the common sense rule segment is something that is a problem you know these days people don't just know when to close their mouth and when to leave it open. People just talk anyhow because you feel you have the right to talk anyhow. I'm going to be listing out six awkward questions you should never ask. Why? Because they are absolutely none of your business. Okay? So, you know, every day we learn and we unlearn. So probably what I'm about to list now, the questions I'm about to list now, you don't even know it's wrong. It's okay. But what makes a difference is your ability to be teachable. If if I mention a question now, you're like, Jesus, I never knew that. Asking that question, there's something wrong with it. Now you're hearing it, there's something wrong with it. So you gotta change. <laughs> okay, let's start with the number one question. When are you going to get married? I really don't understand why people ask this question. Is it going to change your destiny? Is it going to make you the general overseer or the president republic, president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria? Why do you want to know when I want to get married? I mean, that is such a personal question to ask. And I feel it, people don't just know when to stop asking that question. 
And the people that ask this question a lot, you see those aunties and uncles. I don't know what their problem is with asking when you're getting married. Stop asking people when they're getting That's the most awkward question to ask. What do you expect me to answer you, um, to tell you um, in the next two years? How am I God? How am I supposed to know? Maybe I should um, write on a cardboard sheet I want to get married and carry it all over the streets and then put a time frame to it so that when you ask me, I'll be able to know. Please stop asking people when they'll get married. It's none of your business. It's such a personal question to ask and it's such a clueless question to ask because when you ask somebody, they'd be like, how am I supposed to know? If you notice most times this question is asked, it always comes, what follows it as an answer is just a smile like... (laughs) (laughs) just stop asking stop asking people when they're going to get married either by joke or by seriousness Mm -mm. the second question you should never ask someone especially now this time around couple couples right your friend recently got married and you're already asking her when are you going to get pregnant Uh so if she now tells you that we are going to get pregnant in the next two years Uh Okay, so are you okay now? Are you are you fine now? You know, these are very sensitive questions, especially this question. There are couples and there are women. Let me just bring it down to women right now because this question, this particular question, are mainly targeted at females. There are people that struggle with taking in, with getting pregnant, either due to one health issue or the other. And then they are trying because they want to have children. Now you popping that question of being all over them, all over in their face, when are you going to have kids? It hurts. It hurts, please. It's none of your business. It's it's the couple's decision to choose when they're going to have kids. Maybe they don't even want to have kids. So how did they start explaining to you, um, you know, we don't want to have kids? So how did they start explaining to your entitled self that they do not want to have kids? Let us just know when to stop. Stop asking people when they're going to have kids. It is totally none of your business. The third thing you should never ask someone is, why are you single? Ah, Jesus. You see, I feel like this question is the dumbest of all questions. Like, why, why are you asking me why I'm single? I don't know. I, <laughs> stop asking me, why am I single? What if I like being single? You know, these days, from what is mainly propagated online now, it's as if it's now a taboo to be single. People do not understand the benefit of being single before you go into a relationship. That is why most people, they jump out, they come out of this relationship, and then they jump into the next relation, relationship because they feel that you being single is a taboo. There's just this thing about being single that you don't want to be single. Singlehood is actually interesting. So when you when you ask me why are you single, I don't I don't know what you want me to tell you. To tell you um because what do you want me to tell you? What what? Okay, if I tell you I'm not single, if I, if I tell you okay, fine, this is why I'm single. What will you what 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 do you want to do? Stop asking people why they are single. Why? Because you don't pay the abuse. You don't worry. In fact, there is none of their problem that is on your head. All right? Stop asking people why they are single. It's extremely, listen, none of your business. First thing that you should never ask someone again is why can't you afford this? It's obvious. I opened my mouth and I said I cannot afford this. It's because I have a budget or probably I don't, let's just say I don't have the money to buy it. What else? What other explanation do you need? I should go and rob bank so I can afford it. You see, these are, these are, I think these are little things that matter that we often overlook. Why can't you afford this? What do you want me to answer you? Don't ever ask somebody that. It's, it's, rude is not even the right word because I wanted to say rude. It's, it's stupid because I already told you I can't afford this. Obviously, I can't afford it because I do not have the money. It's not in my budget. So you further asking me why I can't afford this is a way of, ask, of, of saying I, didn't, I can't comprehend simple English. Okay? Now, the second to the last thing, which is the fifth thing you should never ask someone again, is why can't you lose weight? So you, feel, you see someone that in your head... You think and you feel they are fat and they should lose weight and they should be like a bottle of Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola, you know, figure eight and all that. And then you, you walk up to them and you open your mouth and ask, ah, why can't you lose weight? Why can't you lose weight? Mm-hmm. So what do, you, what do you now want me to ask, um, answer you? I can't lose weight because... because mm-hmm. So I now tell you, mm-hmm, what did it now do to you? Did it, did it give you promotion at work? Did you suddenly become the 
richest man in the whole world or the richest woman in the whole world. I don't understand why you're asking me why can't I lose weight. Eh? What if I like the way I am? What if I like, I like being fat? Please, stop asking people going around, especially your friends. Guys do this a lot. There's an episode of the podcast where I handle this. I think it's in the second episode. You see, you have a female friend that you've not seen in a long while. Women also do this. And then when you now see me, you'll be like, ah, you are getting fat? Really? Is that a compliment? No lady likes that thing. Don't ever compliment you are getting fat. If you are getting fat, keep it to yourself. Unless we now come and ask you, all right? Do not come and tell, tell me that I'm getting fat. So the last thing that you should never ask someone is, why didn't you invite me? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, this question I feel is very, 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 very awkward. So you weren't invited for a birthday party or a wedding event. Trust me, I know it hurts. It hurts, especially when you feel you are very close to this person and at least you should have gotten an invite and then you sit down and ponder over why you weren't invited, the reasons why you, re- you weren't invited. And there is no logical reason coming up in your head to try to cover up for this person in your mind that this is why this person probably didn't invite you. And then you go and ask that person, so Jennifer or, or Kinsley, why didn't you invite me? <laughs> My dear, move on. They didn't invite you. What has happened has happened. It is what it is. Just move on. Don't, don't go ahead and ask, why didn't you invite me? Unless you feel, or if someone likes like your sister or your brother and they're doing their wedding and something like that, and you weren't invited. But of course, you'll be invited. But don't take it on your head that you have to go around and start asking people, why didn't you invite me? Just just move on, okay? So let me just recap all like, the six awkward questions. All I just said right now, the six awkward questions you should never ask someone because they are absolutely none of your business. Number one is, when are you going to get married? Number two, when are you having kids? Three, why are you single? The fourth one is, why can't you afford this? Five, why can't you lose weight and finally why didn't you invite me these questions do not open your mouth to ask it to anybody because it is none of your business that is all for the common sense segment and that is all for episode 10 of the calm down podcast like yeah guys we made it to episode 10 i remember this podcast just started before like just the other day and here we are at episode 10 so thank you so much for listening to me i hope you learned so many things i hope this was insightful i hope you learned i hope you laughed and i hope you had fun so see you in the next episode episode 11 Thank you so much for listening to this point. I hope you learned a whole lot. If you want to receive updates on new episodes, you can subscribe to my newsletter by clicking the link in the description box. We are also on social media. You can follow the Countdown podcast on Instagram at the underscore calm underscore down underscore podcast. And you can like our Facebook page at the Countdown podcast and also join our Facebook group Countdown podcast community. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at viola underscore ekene v-i-o-l-a underscore e-k-e-n-e so is there anything bothering you that you need my opinion and that of the community on before making a decision for the reality check segment please please send email to ekeneviola at gmail.com e-k-e-n-e v-i-o-l-a ekeneviola at gmail.com or send a direct message to our podcast instagram handle at the calm down podcast that is v underscore calm underscore down underscore podcast you can also check out my blog at www.iswordmybeauty.com again www.iswordmybeauty.com for amazing beauty lifestyle and interview contents this podcast is also available to listen on apple google podcast spotify pocket cast breaker radio public listening notes and other podcast listening platforms out there once again i'm your host viola ekene thank you so much for listening and love you